Welcome to Campfire Stories, where we talk about true, scary stories, urban legends, hidden treasure, and anything else you might hear by a campfire. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Lichty, and thank you for taking a seat by our fire. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Lichty, joined by my friend and co-host, Michael Engel. How's it going? And, uh... Of course, this is the Campfire Stories podcast where we're here to tell scary stories and just anything you'd hear around a campfire. Getting into it, Engel, how's your week been? Week's been pretty pretty cool, laid back, not much going on, just sat around and watched TV, you know, typical summer stuff. Um, I did get something in the mail today, um, a fishing magnet. I thought that's really cool. It's like a big, real strong magnet tied to a rope that you can, um, you know, throw it in bodies of water and stuff and like retrieve stuff out of the water. So, uh, been playing around with that. And, uh, I found a knife today with it, you know, what took it out. It was just at our, like our local park. And we were just, me and my brother were out there throwing it off the uh, pier out there and pulled a knife up and a lot of fish hooks for some reason, but I just thought that was cool. (laughs) What do you have? uh, A knife? No, no. So, uh, just plan on taking that out a little more often now. See if I can't find something cool. Find some hidden treasure. You guys know. Yeah. Yeah. I got to broke out the metal detector too. Didn't find anything with it though. So oh. yeah, I'll just keep you guys up, updated on my new hobby. Hopefully I find a gun. That's kind of like the, the treasure of so magic fishing is like, is finding guns. Cause like, you know, most when crimes are committed, they'll, they'll throw the uh, gun in the river yeah, or, you know, off a bridge or something like that. So it's a real sport to try and find them. So, hmm. so that's up with me. Well, an interesting week. I got into my apartment last Friday after going to the gym in the morning because I was off from work for a Memorial Weekend, and I walk in, and there's someone moving into the spare room completely caught me off guard. I just walk in, doors wide open to that spare room, and the guy go, looks at me and goes, hey, to which I looked at him and went, uh, hi. To, and then he goes, I'm, uh, are you uh, Robert? Which, for those who don't know, Robert is my legal first name, and so that's the name that pops up on any uh, A-state uh, anything really. So I walk in and he says, are you Robert? And I went, uh, yes, I am. He goes, I'm Drake. I'm your new roommate. And I legit, excuse me. I legit went, Oh, I, Hmm. And then I walked outside. (laughs) He probably thinks, Oh, he hates me. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny you walk in you're like am i being robbed or like do they have the wrong room or you know apartment i mean but i guess not if they have the key to the place if he has the key and he knows my first name i guess yeah. not but so i i walk out and i'm like huh i i don't i hmm. and i eventually i just i like i call hannah and i say so 
someone's moving in right now and we have a conversation about it. And then I tell my mom and she's like, hmm, maybe he has the wrong room. And I went, no, mom, he does not have the wrong room. He knew my name. He knows my name. <laughs> yeah. The secret code. It, how nice of the school to like give you a heads up. though. They didn't so nice give me any heads up. Like I, I would have been able to prepare if I knew like at least a day ahead, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but no, I just, just walk in. Oh, hello. I eventually came back in and went, oh, hey, uh, sorry about that. I, you just cut, cut me off guard, and I thought these room, rooms were uh, private for the summer. And we talked a little bit. He seems all right. He's on an all-smoothie diet. It'll be fun. I see. They, they knew. That's where they hooked you up. But so School was probably like, what, what do you mean we didn't notify you? We sent you like three owls. Like it's Hogwarts. <laughs> That's the banging I keep on hearing at night. Yeah. Open your window. So I had that happen to me. And then I met my girl, both grandparents or both grandmas of my girlfriends. So that was an experience. I had fun though, but it was like, there was one grandma I didn't get hugged by at the very end, which I I was like, I expect that's what I expected right it was like okay nice meeting you bye but that same grandma i was there her great so hannah's great aunt was there so the grandma's sister she was there and talked to me for a good bit too and then she hugged me when we left so i was like okay nice and then said love all y'all and love you and i was like okay i don't uh i don't uh mm. And then I went to the uh, other grandparent the next day. Yeah, the next day. And that went fine, too. I mean, getting to meet everyone's an ex- part of the experience. I said at least they didn't pull a gun on you. Not yet, no. Know. But so that's been most of my week. And then, of course, during the week I've been working. I actually worked uh, – This I got off Friday for – Memorial Day, but then I came into work that Saturday the next day anyway to work because we were having some stuff installed that I designed, and I ended up working two and a half hours overtime, so I I worked like ten and a half hours that day when I wasn't, I didn't even have to come in that Saturday either. It was like, oh, nice. Now they'll fire you for getting overtime. No, they like it. They, They understand. But that's been my week. A couple of interesting things. Very you interesting. got any? You got any plans no, for this weekend, Angle? This weekend, uh, maybe go see my grandparents. Not sure. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But uh, no. Had some uh, plans for the next weekend though, but uh, through. Yeah. Yeah. What happened there? I have no idea what happened. So, for our listeners out there. Last week, me and Engel made some uh, loose plans with a couple other guys and said, hey, the uh, – what were the dates on that? It's like the 11th or yeah, something like that. 12th and 13th. 12th and 13th. Yep. We're like, let's go camping. And everyone's like, yeah, sure, if I can make it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. And I was like, okay. And so we are like, okay, cool. Nice. 
And then <clears throat> over this past week, I have completely forgot. And then I ended up telling my mom, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to come home and hang out. Uh, I'll bring Hannah with me, too. In which my mom went, oh, you're coming home? Yay! And then sent a couple of emojis, like celebrate celebratory emojis. Ah, yes. Yeah. And so then, much to my shock later today, or earlier today, rather, there's a uh, message for a group chat. And I go, hmm, what's this? Oh, yeah, we're doing camping that weekend. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't too salty about it. Yeah, I felt so bad about it, too. I was like, I completely forgot. Maybe I am the simp. But, no, it's good. The rest of us are just going to go fishing instead. So, yeah, no loss. I mean, and you guys could still go camping, too. I mean. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same without, you know, all of us there. You guys can't see it right now, but I'm smiling. Anyway, we should. that's probably enough talk about how boring our lives are. I think we ready to get into storytelling. I believe so. I, and I believe I start first this week, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let me get back to my notes. All right, so this story comes from reddit it comes from a uh, ask reddit thread that just says was the scariest slash creepiest thing that has ever happened to you and this is from five years ago the post was from five years ago the event happened even earlier than that and uh, i can't give credit to the user because the user has since deleted her account don't know who to give credit to but this is about a chick and i'm gonna read her story now in her own words. And so, getting into it. Years ago, I was on a cross-country trip, solo, to a family reunion. I was supposed to make it to a friend's house, but there was horrible weather, and it was slow moving. Then, on top of that, a terrible accident had just happened ahead of me, and I was stuck for quite a while. All that added together, so I was exhausted, in need of a bathroom and a shower so i pulled into a strip motel off a fairly back roads state road and obviously the motel was small and dirty but would work in a pinch and so there was a a small window to the outside where check-in was and the guy in there eyed me up and back then this chick was a uh, college-aged girl and asked me if I was traveling alone. I went to hand him my ID and credit card, but he insisted cash only. Red flags were going off at this point, but I scrounged together just enough cash and he tossed me the key. She gets into the hotel and then she says, the room was dirty, barely bigger than the bed. So the first thing I did was go to the bathroom and take a shower. Then I flipped up the mattress, and it was dirty, signs of bed bugs. And then a moment later, I spotted a cockroach. And that was it. I was out. I decided I would use the parking space at least, 
and sleep in the back of my uh, trunk hatch of the SUV. So I curled up, used a suitcase for a pillow, and random clothes for a blanket, and fell asleep for about an hour. I woke up, aware of someone talking on a phone outside. I glanced out to see the guy from check-in standing outside. At this point, it's 3 a.m. He finished up his call, then walked quietly over to my room, unlocked the door, and walked in. The lights didn't turn on, and a minute or two later, he comes out and slams the door behind him and curses with another guy. I hadn't seen the other guy enter, so I still don't know where he came from. They talked angrily for a moment, and then the checkup guy walked over to my SUV. I covered up my head quickly with a shirt. After he tried the locked door, he peered in the back seat, but between my tinted windows and blending into the general mess, he didn't notice me in the hatch. So the two guys walked away into the far side of the parking lot, talking more. One was gesturing across the street to where a diner was. And while they were distracted, I climbed up to the front seat, started started up the SUV. And when I did this, they turned around and surprised right as I pulled away. I called my friends back home and told them, but didn't want them, didn't want to worry my family. So I said nothing to them. When I got back home about three weeks later, we figured out the name of the hotel thanks to Google Maps and called the local police. They told me the place had closed down only days before I called. She goes on to edit this a little bit saying, this took place about a decade ago. And this post was also about five years ago. So that puts it at about 17 to 18 years about thereabouts. Yeah. This took place around along uh, I-250 in Virginia. And the motel was named either Mountaintop Motel or Mountainside Motel. It was a single-story building with check-in window in the middle, tiny diner across the street, no other businesses nearby. The police took her info, never called her back, and she never found out anything from any web searches immediately afterwards. That's that story. Another uh, break-in story for me, I guess. But I just I find this stuff so creepy in itself because you know it happens and you know it can happen and it can happen to anyone just about there's nothing really preventing anyone from trying to break into your house anyway you can only do your best to deter them shotgun shotgun that'll keep them out dogs but man thank god for that cockroach right mm-hmm. thank god for that disgusting hotel I know, but like, if she hadn't yeah, gone out of there, yeah, it was creepy from the start because yes. it was interesting. He said cash only, so that like her uh, credit card didn't, couldn't be tracked. You yeah, know, there so they couldn't the trace her to the hotel. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think too. Is what he was trying to do. And then he asked, "Are you alone?" Yeah, I mean, flags everywhere. All all the red flags. What I hate about that one too is like how proficient at it they seem to be. Like they've done it before. 
Yeah. That was a little weird. So and then the fuck's going on in Virginia. I swear. That second guy must have come through a window or something to get in. Yeah. Yeah, from the back. Mm-hmm. Back window. And then of course the check-in guy has a key. Mm-hmm. One of the easiest <laughs> it's easy for nice him to get key. in. Yeah, they're probably trying to like sandwich her in. Mm-hmm. Don't know if That's it was gonna funny. what they were gonna do, if it was gonna be just murder or and then some no, or what? Definitely not just definitely not just murder. All right. But anyway. I mean that's just imagine waking up and seeing that someone about to break into the room you were about to sleep in. You were you thought you were gonna be safe in. We're and then the same thing. Leave. Run them over yeah. while I'm leaving. And then they come over and check her car, too. I mean, she was lucky they didn't see her in there mm-hmm. either. That's that story, really. I don't have anything too much to add. It's just a scary experience to hear about yep. and something that could easily happen to anyone. Angle, I believe you said you got your story from the news uh, this week. Yes. What's up? Our cool story, not very cool, comes from Canada, the British Columbia, and more importantly, a town called Kamloops, I believe. But uh, anyway, they were doing some uh, investigating around this old uh, Indian school, you know, where they would like gather up indigenous peoples and send them to these schools for like re-education and whatnot. And where did you say this was again? In British Columbia, okay, a town called Kamloops, which is all gotcha. in good old Canada. Oh, okay. Canada. But anyway, apparently at the school, they've been doing some uh, investigation. They've been using a ground-penetrating radar. And uh, this week, they have uncovered a mass grave uh, containing the bodies of 215 children. Oh. So... Yes, definitely a horrifying discovery there. And yeah, uh, it's and then the side I get this from is a socialist website, so they're like blaming it all on capitalism, obviously. Think that, yeah, but anyway, basically, what the school was is like it was a, one of the largest ones in Canada, but they would like round up you know Indians and natives and all that good stuff, Eskimos, and send them to these uh schools to re educate them, teach them, you know, whatever. I don't know what they would be re-educated with, but apparently these schools were act. This wasn't just the only one. There was a terrible, uh, large number of them. Mm-hmm. This is the one where like the most bodies have been found. And uh, yeah, so, so they found the bodies. Youngest. So they found, they found bodies they, at all the different other schools? schools. At other schools, but it'd be like two or three. This is like the largest single and it number had at any that two fifty. Yeah, and okay. they haven't even. Uh, like they haven't even, you know, searched most of the ground. Like, you know, there's still a lot of the grounds left to search. Oh no! So there could be a little more. But anyway, they're not unsure of how these people died. But it's a mass grave, so that's not, you know, that's usually never a good mass sign. graves. Yeah, it's like all at once kind of killing. Yeah. Um, the, the schools were also apparently terrible. 
as you because they were self-sustained so the what that means is like none of the money from the government went to run them the schools would provide their own money and most of that so that most of the kids were would have to do hard labor like farming and uh you know some smaller industrial stuff yeah and uh apparently a lot of them died through disease as you can imagine malnutrition sexual and psychological abuse uh, the schools were also run by catholics the roman catholic church Mm -hmm. and so it says uh up to like 30 percent of them were like molested and then suicide was also and the i thought the craziest thing is like most of these schools were open to like the 1970s the school this is the schools were modeled after youth reformatories and jails uh children were collected from their parents Sometimes uh, by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police at gunpoint, cut off from their families, delivered to the schools, and uh, subjected to controlled brutality and disciplined environments, combined with religious instruction and basic skills training. So it's almost like you got a little bit of like concentration camps, almost a little bit of like crusade, (laughs) you know, just kind of like throw them away. Uh, here's one mm-hmm. uh, story. It says they went to school from 1949. Uh, they were mistreated in every way. There was a young girl who said she was pregnant from a priest there. And what they oh. did once she had her baby was they took the baby, wrapped it up in a nice pink outfit. They took it downstairs uh, where this woman was cooking dinner with the nun. They took the baby into the furnace room and threw the baby into their furnace and burned it alive. She says all you could hear was a little cry, like, uh, and that was it. And you could smell the flesh cooking. Talk about baby food. Yeah. So this is <laughs> that <was> terrible. <laughs> it's hot where you're going, pal. But I don't know. And this has been pretty big in the in the news just because, you know, Canada, they're all the, oh, you know, sorry. the nicest country in the world. Sorry. So for them to have a history like this. It's kind of waking people up that they're not, you know, as golden child as they make themselves out to be. And then the article just goes on to talking about how Canada is terrible and capitalistic, but I don't know. I think that's messed up, fucked up. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, you get so many historical references to all that, too. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. Because the same thing happened here in the United States but like I'm not sure if anything like that has ever happened we just kill the kids mm-hmm. I mean 215 in a mass grave and That's was, they lot. said there was no rec- yeah they said there was no record of death the uh, the parents weren't even notified so do they um, know like the time period that this uh, was like if sc- all the bodies I said that specific school was open for a hundred. It was open for a hundred year period from like, you know, eighteen sixty through nineteen seventy. So, so is it like all those bodies were put there at the same time, or they just kind of kept that same grave and just put bodies in there as they went? I don't know. I didn't really say. It just says mass because they didn't dig them up. It's all through ground penetrating radar. Yeah. So, I really don't 
don't know about that. Because they should try to – I think they should try to at least get to them so they can do mm-hmm. at least some Escalate. kind of – Yeah, so they can do some kind of well, – I mean, well, I don't think you could say an autopsy really, but they should be able to say, okay, this is – you know how they died like this is how they died or this is about the time period they died yeah Yeah. or is this all one event and they put the bodies in there or is it was Mm -hmm. or was it more like they killed two or three kids a year and then dropped them in there you know yeah so i mean it'd be good to kind of get a little bit more information on that i guess and then how many schools did you say of this type it of school? It didn't say that either, but it just said that this one was the largest, largest yeah. school. So I would estimate maybe one per state. Oh, no. So I don't know how many states Canada has. I think it's like nine or ten. They have state the of chaos. Dang it. There's the penguin. There's the penguin state. Penguins don't even live in Canada. I'm dumb. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. I got you. <laughs> it's cold there. The igloo state. That's what I'm going for. That's something cold. <laughs> the Santa Claus state. The Moose state. And British Columbia. But that's, yeah, that's my story. I meant to find a cool, interesting treasure story, but I just couldn't find one worth sharing, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is interesting too because i mean it you said it just came out a week ago yeah like like two days ago actually i think so they're gonna there's gonna be updates to this i'm fairly certain then because this isn't something you just kind of go oh there's 215 bodies on under these grounds yeah we'll build a playground on it yeah they'll definitely keep researching yeah i don't know if they'll dig them up though just because i don't know kind of like the sanctity of it maybe yeah. they'll, they'll probably just put a you know a monument over it build a house it'll be haunted it's it's interesting because like they said there was also like not protests but like uh movements all across canada they would put like 215 pairs of shoes on you know government building steps and whatnot so i think it's really stirring up canada right now i mean as it should be <laughs> I mean, yeah. If they found 215 bodies, you know, here, I'd hope somebody in the someone would kind of go, hmm, interesting. Not right. Something's wrong. I can feel it. <laughs> Definitely something to look out for these next couple of days. I mean, that's yeah. I'll I'll kind of keep an eye on the story. Mm-hmm. But I, don't know. I said the same thing with Seattle woman, but I haven't seen anything new with her. Nothing come up with that chick? Mm-mm. Nope. Not even in like local Seattle news. So. I mean, heck, sometimes that's just how the internet be. Something gets its heyday for a couple of days and then the internet just kind of moves off onto something especially else. On Reddit, especially on Reddit. Yes, Reddit's definitely like that when it comes to any kind of story, honestly. Yeah. Angle, if that's all you got. That's all I got. That's all I got. It's another short episode, so it's not bad. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, if the listeners have heard anything wrong, you know, weird sounding from this podcast, that was uh, me eating my spaghetti. 
I tried to mute myself, but I'm not sure how it works. But Ingles' knees are weak. Arms are heavy. Vomit on my spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Never forget to. The only one's uh, laughing. I'm Heard laughing a lot from on the, the inside. Um, from the listeners this week. Oh, did you? Cool feedback. Thought that was interesting, yeah. I say a lot, but it was just, you know, three cool dudes, I guess I'd say. So I appreciate y'all for listening. That's good. It's always good when you hear back on stuff. Yeah, and they didn't say it sucks. It's like even better. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? This sucks, but we're going to listen to it anyway. And then you go, yeah. Yeah, It makes you smile when they're like, yeah, I listened to it, but it sucks. It makes you like double smile when they're like, yeah, I listened to it and it's good. This so. this puts a smile on my face. But uh yeah, I just want to thank the listeners for listening. Uh, if you have any stories, you can always DM us on, on Instagram or uh, email us. Our email's into the description as long as well as our handle on Instagram, which is at Campfire Stories Pod. So you can give us a follow on there. We post relevant uh pictures regarding our stories if the story needs it but uh with that angle i think it's time to kick out the fire all right thank you guys for listening we'll catch you in the next one <laughs>